my zebras and spoonies. How are you today? I'm super glad that you're here hanging out with me. So today, I want to talk about the ED and its role and its relationship with those of us that have chronic illness. I frequently hear people talking about um, their experiences in the ED and a distinct dissatisfaction amongst the chronic illness community in the way that the ED handles our cases. And I wanted to talk about some of the reasons that this happens and maybe talk about what we as patients could be doing to maybe improve that relationship and to maybe avoid the ED. So the first thing to keep in mind is that the ED is for acute care. It is designed to treat acute illness, trauma, crisis. And the focus of the ED is to make sure that you are not going to die. So the problem with chronic illness is that it's forever and most of the time, it doesn't put us in a position that it's going to kill us. And that means that, largely speaking, it's not of interest or of note to the ED. And its focus isn't on helping us manage and better control those symptoms. And they really aren't focused on making sure that our flares aren't out of control, because that's not what they do. They are focused on making sure that when we have an exacerbation of our chronic illness, it won't cause us to die. So I think that that leads into one of the other issues is that the goals of the ED and the goals of the patient when you go to the ED often don't align. And that this is why there is a disconnect and a dissatisfaction between the patient and, you know, with chronic illness. So again, the ED is focused on making sure you don't die and that crisis and making sure that you're stable so that you can go and get care with the people that normally take care of you. When we come to the ED as patients, we are looking for multiple things. We're either looking for them to help us control a flare, we're looking at them to help us answer a question about a new troubling symptom, etc. Oftentimes, the workup that they do in the ED is going to be very focused on answering one question. Is the symptom that you're having presenting a problem that is acute and life-threatening? Once they've answered the question that it is probably no, that you are probably not in any kind of immediate danger, then that answer really isn't relevant to their care anymore. Once they've established that you are stable and that, that your symptom set doesn't represent an acute life-threatening situation, they can then refer you back to your outpatient team that knows you better and can do a more complete detailed workup to help you find the answer of what's going on with that symptom. And this can be very frustrating as a patient because we leave there saying, well, they didn't really do anything. Well, they did. They made sure that you weren't in crisis and they made sure that you were stable and safe. So that seems like a duh, yeah, of course, I'm not dying. 
but that's important. Okay. It's, it's important to make sure that the symptoms that you're having can wait. You know, when, when you're waiting for an MRI for three months, it's important to make sure that the symptom that you're having is stable and not urgent and can wait for that three month appointment and follow up for that symptom. So the outpatient process is very protracted and takes a very long period of time, but it can go through all of the steps and it can go through all the possibilities of what could be going on. So it's going to really break down and tease out what's going on. That possibility of finding the answer is much better with the outpatient process. So while the ED is much more immediate and you get your answers right now, their focus is not going to be on really finding your answer. Their focus is going to be on solving the one question. Are you critical? And if the answer is no, they're going to refer you back to outpatient, even if they don't have an answer for you. So part of that challenge as an, as a chronic illness patient is going to a doctor and feeling like you haven't been heard because they haven't really answered the question that you came to their care with. You want to know why you're having pain. Well, if they tell you that you're not in acute case and they refer you back to outpatient to follow up to figure out why you're having pain, it's very frustrating and it can feel very dismissive. But take heart in that that means that you're stable and that means that you're not an acute case and that it means that you're okay. The downside is that also means that you're going to continue to be in pain and that you're still going to be in this crappy situation of symptom flare and that you're not going to have an immediate solution for making your situation better for the management of the day-to-day until you do go through that process of uh, And we all know how much that process sucks. And we know how often that outpatient process doesn't lead to actual answers and how often that process actually just leads to a different type of frustration. So the other piece that we need to keep in mind about the ED is that they don't have established relationships with us. They don't have our medical chart. They don't have our whole history. They don't have this big knowledge base of who we are and the complexities of our chronic illnesses. So when you go to your PCP, ideally, they know your whole history. They have your chart, your background. You know, they've done a huge workup on you in the beginning. You know, they've done an introductory appointment with you that lasted at least a half an hour and did a good physical and did a good long interview with you to get to know you as a patient and looked at who you are and what your history is. And that arms them in a way that an ED doctor can never be armed. When you go into a patient's care without really knowing anything about that patient, you really have to guess based on statistics. What is this symptom statistically most likely telling me that it's going to be? And... Again, they're only looking at what are the critical issues that this symptom could be telling me. So if you go into the ED with abdominal pain, the reality is that abdominal 
pain could be about a billion different medical problems. It's one of the most difficult things to diagnostically work up because so many things can cause you to have this very vague symptom of abdominal pain. And some of them have nothing to do with your abdomen, which is just lovely. So the ED doctor is going to be looking at whether or not your symptoms suggest an acute abdomen. Is your symptom set something suggestive of a critical problem? And if so, they're going to shunt you into the hospital, admit you, get you into surgery, whatever is needed based on what they figure out is going on. But if your symptom set does not suggest an acute process, it's not that they're saying that it isn't real. It's that it's not urgent. It's not an emergency based on a life or death question. And while for, as a patient, when you're at a, a seven or an eight or a nine pain, that's always urgent. There's a different question in the ED. It's not about how much you want this problem to be solved. It's about how likely is this problem going to kill you? So the reality is, is that the ED is probably the worst place for us chronic illness folks to get any kind of real treatment. And yet we end up there a lot because our treatment team is not always managing us in a really good way. So we end up with flares and we end up with strange symptoms that are worrisome that do need to have that workup to answer the question of, is this an, a, an acute uh, problem? So there's this balance of people with chronic illness and our relationship with the ED. So some things that we can do as patients that can help our relationship with the ED is, is first is that we can articulate our goal with the ED when we arrive. If we are looking for um, improved pain management, then we really should be just saying that straight up. Like if we have a chronic pain condition and our flare is just out of control and we really need something to help bring this pain down so that we can get to our next appointment, then that's the conversation that we need to be having. If we're there because we need to know why we're having pain, because it's a different type of pain than we've normally had, it's really important that we communicate that we're concerned of an acute process. And we need to keep in mind that we very likely will not find the solution to our problem in the ED. And in fact, the best case scenario is that we don't find the solution in the ED. Because if they do find the solution in the ED, it's probably because it is an acute process that's life-threatening. And that's not the situation that you want to be in. It would be much better better for your health and well-being if they don't find anything and they don't see anything urgent and you are stable and they can shunt you back into the outpatient setting as frustrating as it is as a patient. So the best thing that we can do as patients is, is to avoid going to the ED. 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to the ED if you have worrying symptoms that suggest an acute problem, because that's absolutely is what the ED is for. But we need to build our treatment team carefully and wisely. And remember that our treatment team work for us and that we are the centerpiece of that team. And if at any point a member of our treatment team is not working for us and is not working towards our goal and our agenda, we should fire them. I think too often that we as chronic illness patients forget that we can and we should fire doctors when they aren't working for us and working towards our goals and our agendas. If we go in to a doctor's office and we tell them that what's most important in managing our disorder is to maintain our ability to walk and they're focusing on our pain, that's a problem. Or vice versa. If we think the biggest issue of our mobility is disorder is our pain and they're focusing on our whether or not we're maintaining our ability to walk, that's a problem. And to be clear, neither goal is better than the other. Both are worthy goals and both promote a sense of health, well-being and improve your quality of life. But they need to be your goals as the patient, not the doctor's goal. All of your care needs to be you-centered, patient-centered. And the best thing that you can do for your care is to make sure that you are working with doctors who have that philosophy and who are frequently asking you as a patient what's important to you and what matters to you in managing your care and what are your goals? What does it mean to be better to you? I have POTS. A lot of people do. What is that? What does being better look like to you as a POT patient is going to look different than it does to me as a POTS patient? You know, is walking a huge priority for you or is the nausea vomiting a bigger issue for you you know is the the pain and palpitations a, a bigger issue for you or is you know the dizziness and lightheaded and passing out you know all of these symptoms are in their own way interfering with quality of life and which ones interfere with your quality of life more depends on how severe each of those symptoms are and how you place value on different parts of your life. You know, if you are someone who does a desk job, works at home, you might not value, you know, the ability to walk as much as somebody who was a competitive runner. And these aren't wrong or, or right answers. These are just different value sets based on individuals who have different qualities of life issues. And we need to remember that we are at the center of our healthcare and we need to make sure that our healthcare team is helping us work towards our quality of life goals because cure isn't achievable. It's about quality of life and what in our quality of life is important to us can only be answered by us as patients. 
And the best way for us to make sure that we aren't landing in the ED with symptoms that are overwhelming to us is to make sure that we have a team that is having good dialogue with us and helping us to work towards our individual goals. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. I think that's about all the rambling I have for today on EDs, even though whew, there's plenty to talk about and unpack there, but that's probably all I'll touch about today. So thanks for visiting. And until we see each other again, you guys take care of yourselves.